there remains a lot of interest in artificial intelligence, the opportunities it offers, and the challenges it presents to companies looking to tap the potential. Now, according to Christopher Lee Marshall, Associate Vice President for IDC Asia Pacific, AI is rapidly outgrowing its preliminary notions as an add-on service to business practices and coming on strongly as a game changer in the way organizations can leverage the technology. Now, its successful adoption requires, however, mammoth transformation of not only the organization, but its employees balanced with capabilities to secure increasingly complex data paths. Now, with us today is David Hardoon, Managing Director for Aboidis Data Innovation, to share with us his understanding of the technology and how it can be used in today's business environment. David, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. What are organizations doing wrong when it comes to pursuing a data-driven strategy? What organizations are doing wrong is, ironically, at times, having an AI and data strategy. Now, I, I know this may sound like a bit of a motherhood statement, but allow me to kind of elaborate what I mean by that. If you think about fundamentally what data, and I, I use data and AI interchangeably because ultimately data is, is a material and AI is a tool to extract a potential outcome of value from that material. It's a lot of times we lose sight of the trees from the forest or forest from the trees, as the saying goes. And when you have that overarching strategy, we spend too much time focusing on the AI and the data in itself as the goal, as the objective. And that shouldn't be the case. Data and AI are simply an intermediate. They're simply a means to an end. The goal is, ironically, the business. It is the KPIs. And I'll give you very simple examples. You know, And I've had this in my past as a consultant or working with organizations or supporting. When you go into a meeting, and people say like, oh, how can we use AI? That's a key example of that challenge and that, lack of a better word, almost mistake. It shouldn't be, how can we use AI? It is, this is my KPI. How can I achieve it? Or this is my aspiration. So this to me is one of the core sources. Now, of course, there are many others, and of course, there are many challenges, and I'm sure we can address in the rest of the discussion. But that to me is one of the central ones. In fact, and I would almost argue, say that today, in order to succeed with an AI strategy, we almost need to forget about the AI strategy per se. What would be the key defining metrics for a data initiative? <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm laughing because my origin is, is, in, is academia. And, and I always feel half bad when I, I say this, which I'll, I'll answer in a second, but it's actually money. That is the metric. It, it feels sometimes of a bit of devaluing that true significance of and the potential. But honestly speaking, especially at the beginning, especially at that onset where we're really trying to get that machinery, the perpetual mobile of data and AI within an organization, the metric is money. And it's something that while intuitively not immediate, it's not something that we think about. It is something that once is done and once we're able to link concretely and quantifiably what the AI initiative achieves, you're able to find empirically almost that any investment in AI will repay back tenfold. But again, once it's done, and it's something that's quite interesting because it isn't usually done. It's taken as a, this will give value, this will give benefit, but it isn't quantifiably measured. AI is different to different parts of the organization. You've got finance has a different interpretation of it. Same for security people, operations, for virtually everybody, including IT. Yeah. Can you name a best practice, if you were, yeah. for aligning the what and the why of AI with the how? And would you call this operationalizing AI? 
Yes. No, I, I, so, so taking that in reverse, I, I will definitely call that operationalizing AI. And in fact, I'm very happy to hear this term coming up more and often. It's something that I've been advocating for a while, that we really need to move to that next level and focus on the operationalizing AI. And secondly, to the first point of the question, I, I think what you said and the sequence in which you said it is very critical. The what, the why, and the how. And this goes back to the earlier point in terms of where we sometimes falter or get it wrong, that gets flipped. And you find that a lot of times we focus on the how first, then the why, and then the what. It is absolutely important that we do align. And regardless whether you're coming from IT, from finance, or any vertical within a business, we are clear in terms of what is it that we're trying to achieve. And as again, I was mentioning earlier, every part of the business will have a what. Whether data and AI is able to deliver value is secondary, but the what is clearly there. Start with that. Identifying what is our goal, what is aspirations. Forget the five years, forget the two years just the now to a certain extent. That will lead you to the why is it that we want to do it? And now that's a very important one as well. And in fact, very critical when you're thinking about it from a data and AI centric point of view, because it helps providing the illustration and the understanding of the next step essentially, which will be the high, because maybe why we want to do it is because of a potential aspect of, of a certain degree of ele- elevating satisfaction, or it may be a scenario of in trying to achieve what with now, let's say ESG goals, or it may be a case that process, it helps provide a clarity as to, is this something that we truly need and truly want to put our efforts behind? Or is it something that perhaps could be a secondary objective? And then finally, the how, which will help illustrate which tool within the box that we want to use. And this, again, I just want to emphasize this point. It really becomes important because even if we don't use the most sophisticated brand new AI tool or capability, that's besides the point. Is it going to help provide that incremental value? Let's take that first incremental step and then move on. So it's very, very important, whether you're in a financial business, whether the financial pillar, whether it's definitely in the CIO, which is quite interesting because CIO or the IT pillar plays a dual role or there's a dual function to it. One is, of course, it's critical in delivering all these values. But then secondly, there are massive benefits that can come to IT in terms of IT operations, cybersecurity, and so forth. So it is important to take that part, the what, the why, and then the how. How can CIOs and IT leaders mitigate the negative aspects of the hype? I mean, we still have a lot of hype surrounding AI, while at the same time preserving the enthusiasm, the interest that's rightly associated with what the technology can provide. That's, I think, a very important one, and particularly important given the role that CIOs plays, you know, in conjunction with the CDOs, if, if they're there, or the CAOs, if they're there in the organization, that they are ultimately the machinery. So if we talk about AI operationalization, in the end of the day, they are the muscle of the organization that will result in AI being operationalized. And in order to assuring that it is not a hype, they kind of play a very critical role in providing a bit of a gatekeeper in terms of, are we ready to operationalize this? How to operationalize it? And making sure that you know, we're crawling before we're walking, that we're able to demonstrate it. That's kind of the number one. And number two, as kind of indicating, is also playing a critical role of not being distracted. And I, and I say this being on the techno side of things, not being distracted on the technology, that it's not a case of let us first put the techno- technological capabilities, you know, that, that illustrious data lake, which a lot of times becomes a data swamp or putting in place those enterprise platform systems, if we're still not clear on the what, that unfortunately feeds the hype. I would advocate a much more modular, 
incremental, scalable approach whereby we're putting pots. Yeah, sure, it may not give the full capabilities. Sure, it may result in adding in things, but it gives you the ability of demonstrating. It gives you the ability of, of creating that um, FOMO in a certain degree because, oh, you've achieved this value for that only that one pillar of the organization. Can I have it as well? Oh, yeah, we need to then scale this up. So that's two ways in which I believe CIOs play a very, very critical role in, well, again, operationalizing it, making this real and walking the talk. We're coming into the new year, 2022. What remains the key challenges for different roles within an organization as it relates to the adoption of AI and its monetization? Because at the end of the day, you did say it's all about money. But we start, we look at the four different roles, okay? Business leaderships, your CEOs and the heads of businesses, the operations itself, finance function, definitely, because at the end of the day, the CFO issues the checks for all this. And IT, who, as you say, spearheads the adoption as well. Let me, let me, if I may, answer this through an example. So one of the solutions we've actually built, in, which was with the Union Bank of the Philippines, we've built an alternative credit scoring model. So it is an AI model, which uses alternative data to determine uh, credit worth and the ability to lend. And now the reason why I want to give you just one of, of the many example is that this kind of illustrates the different parties that have to come to play. So A, you're dealing, of course, with the world of data. You need to build it. As I mentioned earlier, the criticality and the importance of IT to being able to operationalize it. But this also now brings in the mix, as you mentioned earlier, the, the, the CFO function and the business of, okay, now we have an alternative credit scoring model. Up until now, traditionally, a business will run a traditional credit scoring model. So how do they use an alternative credit scoring? That how cannot be answered by data, cannot be answered by IT. We collectively can help in identifying the answer, but it's one that can only be answered by the business by saying, okay, this is how I can use this, or this is how I may or may not need to change my process associated with it. And then equally, the, the CFO and the, and the other aspects of the business comes in, like, how much am I willing to tr- you know, put behind this to experiment or trial this out? So this is a key example of where you need to truly have a multidisciplinary approach within the organization in order to successfully deploy and run a AI data, data model effectively. It's not just about the data people or the IT people being able to build and go here. It's there essentially. But once these come together, what you find that it is truly successful and and, and truly demonstrates the value that it can bring. And and again, not to go into too much detail, what we've done is a case in point in demonstrating in that particular scenario, the availment of credit to organizations and people that may have not availed before because they didn't have a traditional capacity to adhere because let's say they didn't have a credit score or they didn't have just the right parameters. You know, they didn't tick the box, but a AI-based model was able to go, well, I can understand you. I can help the business identify risk and lend. So that's an example. And that's to answer your point, how the four or three pillars need to come together. I would say, and I would even push further by arguing that the data and IT side, more or less, I mean, there's still the things that need to be resolved, don't get me wrong, but more or less have it, can understand it. It is more now leaning towards how does the business align and truly appreciate the operationalization portion of it. And this is also why I am a strong advocate of don't get distracted by AI. Because once you get distracted by AI, what you find rightfully is people start talking about, oh, but it's AI and how do I use the AI, explainability, et cetera, and so forth, saying, no, 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 don't think of this any different from any other way that you'll be running 
running the business. Yes, it's coming from a new mechanism that we can go into, but using this mechanism, how would you operate it? And what you then find is that the people with their domain will kick in and go like, oh, okay, let's start thinking of it from this point of view. It sounds easier than it is, but this is really critical as part of that process in in terms of operationalizing and moving forwards in the coming months or years even. What is your advice to IT leaders as they push for an acceleration and sustained adoption of AI within the organization with the concerns that you still have operational issues, you still have uh, regulatory environments for those in the financial sector or actually uh, almost everybody now with data privacy issues? What is that one advice that you'd offer to IT leaders? Keep it simple. I would really kind of say to them, keep it simple. Because as you've just said, and as I like to jokingly describe it as the onion, data and the the pyramid of things that sit beneath it is like an onion. Uh, Why? It's because it has multiple layers. And with each layer that you peel, you discover another layer. And with each layer that you peel, you cry a little bit more. So the best way to approach it is don't try and solve everything. Because if you try and solve everything, you'll, you'll be stuck. You will really end up in a paralysis analysis in that nothing will really truly come together. It is to keep it simple, keep it parsimonious, if I use that term, and to, well, to a certain extent, take mitigated risk because it is about demonstrating the value. So even if it's not perfect, as long as it's good enough, let's get it going. Now, of course, the hygiene of you know privacy and uh, uh, you know fiduciary responsibility, especially in the financial sector, is critical. In fact, one of the things that we've done in the conglomerate is built the capability of exchanging data without actually having to share it with one another to unlock the possibilities of data. Very, very critical. But like I said, it's important to keep it simple. If there's one takeaway, it is that one. David, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much, Alan. It's been a pleasure. That was David Hardun, Managing Director of Boitis Data Innovation on the topic of mastering data-driven strategies post-pandemic. You are listening into Podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.